Well, I'm totally thrilled to have discovered a completely brand new thing. Although I would have liked a little bit more of a gap because I'm still in the midst of looking at oxalate dumping and thiamine um, and everything to do around carnivory, etc. But anyway, this has come up and it's absolutely fascinating and amazing. It's called mewing, M-E-W-I-N-G. There's, um, there's a bit of an explosion on YouTube. It's fairly small still, but it's happening. It's essentially keeping your tongue in the right place in your mouth in order to maintain or create or recreate better facial structure, better dental arches, better breathing, better posture and better function and well-being in general. It is the most simple thing to do. You don't need any training. You don't need a teacher. You don't need any equipment. You don't need to spend any money. You simply learn to place your tongue on the roof of your mouth, stuck to the roof of your mouth. The tip of your tongue is just behind, but not touching, your front teeth. And the whole surface of your tongue all the way to the back is also glued to your palate. And there's like a suction effect. And that's where you keep your tongue at all times. Now, if you're not used to doing that, which most people are not, most people are used to having their tongue lolling about in their mouth with a gap above the tongue, between the tongue and the palate, particularly at the back. Um, there is a bit of a learning curve. It took me a few, maybe a couple of hours from when I watched the YouTube and I played with it and tried to do it to get it. And now I think I get it. I can easily put the back of my tongue stuck to the roof of my mouth. Other people might take longer. I don't know. And you have your tongue there and you have your teeth not clenched but gently touching. And... You also focus on the carriage of your head. So you don't want to be a, a forward head carrier. You, you have your neck long at the back. Basically like any child who has learnt to sit up from that age onwards. So children first sit up unassisted at 10 months and they shouldn't be made to sit up earlier than that. And if they have been allowed to sit up at the correct time, then they'll have this beautiful poised head. This, there's this length at the back of the neck and the head is just poised there in this balanced, elegant way. And of course, it stays like that throughout childhood until later interferences lead to that forward head carriage that we're all so familiar with. So that's a little bit more of an effort, like... I can do it, but it's something that's quite effortful to keep in place at all times. Whereas the tongue thing's a little bit effortful, but less and less. I only discovered this about two days ago, and it's already way easier to keep my tongue in that correct position. It was kind of hard work and annoying and difficult at first, and it's already got a lot easier. So what's the point of all this? Well, um, this is how our tongues are supposed to be. This is how the tongues of hunter-gatherers and people who haven't been interfered with sit. Don't ask me how they know that, but they do. Um, when your tongue is in the correct position, it's the antagonist to the jaw muscle. So you know how your quads and your hamstrings is an agonist and antagonist, your biceps and your triceps, antagonist and agonist. Well, your tongue and your jaw muscles are antagonist and agonist. And often we have overdeveloped 
jaw muscles and underdeveloped tongue strength, or they may both be weak. And in uh, the other, the tongue, um, when it's glued to the top of the mouth, is pushing the teeth outwards, so it's expanding the maxilla. It's balancing the jaw muscles and it has a postural effect on the whole body. Now, he doesn't explain that, but it's got to be some kind of neurological thing, which kind of reminds me of the DNS and all that neurophysiology, where if certain things are in the right place, then it leads to other things just becoming in the right place, other things that weren't necessarily. Because you, when you centrate one joint, it makes easier to centrate other joints. So if one thing is aligned, it makes it more likely that other things will become aligned. So that was my understanding of that. So it has a relationship to posture, has a relationship to function. Um, it has a huge impact on the airway. So when the tongue is lolling about weakly and flaccidly in the mouth, it falls back during sleep and causes sleep apnea and snoring uh, and poor oxygenation and all the disastrous health effects that sleep apnea has. It also causes the jaw to collapse in on itself, meaning that people get crooked teeth for this very reason, teeth that need orthodontics, except they don't because you can you can. Um, straighten crooked teeth by these methods <clears throat> without needing orthodontics. Um, it also makes the center of the face collapse inwards. So that's the center, not your forehead and not your jaw, but the bit in the middle, that's your maxilla or the middle part of your face. And when your tongue's lolling about ineptly in your mouth, that part of your face slowly migrates downwards through gravity and it's not got the counter push of the tongue and so the face gets longer and you get this baggy eyed look the dark circles under the um, eyes and the sunken cheekbones the lack of cheekbones and then the jaw has it has an, a knock-on effect on your lower jaw and makes that um, the angle of the jaw gets wider so it's not as square um, and it, it may recede slightly although in some people it comes out so it changes the shape of the face. But the remarkable thing about all this is it's never too late. Well, I don't know that anyone my age has changed, but I'm damned if I'm not going to try and prove that they can. Um, but he treats people in their 40s. It's not just children. The skeleton, your bones, I've been saying this the whole time, will change at any age because the shape of your bones is determined by the muscular pull on your bones and by the loads placed upon them and by your movement patterns, all sorts of things. But your bone structure, which I was always taught was a fixed thing and that your bones are the shape they are and that's it. Well, that's totally not true. Um, don't ask me to quote the papers, but he was talking about this. This is Mike Mew. It's called Mewing after him, although it was invented by his father, John Mew, and his father was a dentist, and they were all into this stuff. They're not the only ones. There's other people around the world, but they're the ones who have really pursued it and followed it and practiced it on their patients and are now creating a, a quite a presence for themselves online which I'm really happy to have discovered so I don't want to go into all the ins and outs of it but um, essentially I mean just go on YouTube if, if my instructions weren't um, 
adequate, but it, it really is as simple as that. Teeth touching, lips closed, teeth touching lightly, not clenched, teeth closed, tongue glued to the roof of the mouth and neck long and head upright and just walk around like that and be like that the whole time. When you swallow, when, when you've got the musculature developed, you can swallow, whether it be liquid or food, in such a way that your facial expression, nothing about your face changes. The only thing visible to indicate that you're swallowing is that the little uh, throat bones go up and down. Um, one of the causes of this is incorrect transition from breastfeeding to food so giving up breastfeeding too early and then feeding uh, mushy crap to babies all mushed up and never allowing them to learn how to chew and so apparently there's this um, I didn't get the details on this but there is this kind of transition because the the suckle of an infant is a very different uh, muscular coordination, a very different motor pattern to an adult swallowing. And in the normal course of events, this would happen naturally, this transition, but in a lot of modern humans, it doesn't happen naturally. So adults in the modern world are still using that infantile suckle, so they're not swallowing in the in the proper way. And because of that, their tongues are not used to the muscular effort required. And people who grind their teeth that is, I do, I wake up in the morning, although I'm not as bad as I used to be, that is basically an imbalance. It's because your tongue is so useless that your jaw overcompensates and grinds your teeth into each other. Um, effects of helping it are mostly on sleep apnea, airway, posture, shape of the face. There's things to do with the ears as well because it affects your eustachian tubes. So this thing I'm talking about is the cause of children having glue ear and constant ear infections. It's also the cause of tonsillitis and adenoid problems and upper neck and back problems. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much the main things that I've learned about this. I'm totally thrilled with it. I'm thrilled with it because... I love anything that I can do to change myself for the better. This is low-tech, no equipment required. Don't have to fly to another country to consult some professional who's the only person in the world who knows about this thing. I mean, there is someone, there are very few people, but I don't need to necessarily consult with them because I can just do the thing I described. There probably are things I could do that would help me more. I'll look into it further. Um, maybe I will go and consult him, but at this point... I can work on my posture, I can work on my tongue, I can um, do all the things. I, actually, that's what I was, um, what I noticed was when I did the Wim Hof breathing, no, it was even before that, it was from the DNS, um, yeah, before the Wim Hof, something happened to my swallowing because I've always, for ages and ages, I've thought, why is swallowing quite a weird thing like I move my whole head forward I would move my whole head forward and it would seem like a an effort overly effortful act to swallow it seemed like it was hard work and I had to move my head forward to do it and then at some point after a DNS session I remember coming home and swallowing without that happening and being struck by that and thinking oh that's a much nicer way to swallow. It seems less traumatic, less big, less less dramatic. And then um, 
it improved or became more noticeable through the Wim Hof breathing, that phenomenon. And in fact, even before I discovered mewing the other day, I was almost exclusively swallowing in this new way, which was only new in the last couple of weeks. And then I discovered mewing, and that is exactly how they were teaching me to swallow, was in this way that I had spontaneously discovered before I found mewing. So that was another reason to get excited about it. So if you want to Google it, if you want to look on YouTube, it's um, Mike Mew. He's a pommy guy. He's quite hilarious to listen to. I really enjoy him. He's very unpolitically correct, a little bit eccentric, and very clear um, and very, for me, very believable and passionate, um, really wants to do the right thing, ethical. And I just really enjoyed watching him. He's quite a character. So I hope this was useful. I hope this was enjoyable. And I hope you have a fantastic evening. See ya.